to my fellow spooky folks it's the boy trigger troy and this is man of horror my horror pod where i talk all things scary join me today for a vampire Phil episode i saw the movie renfield recently and i enjoyed it so i figured why not give it a quick review and rating today but first i'm going to share my top 10 vampire horror films um i definitely put up this list on my socials the other day so it's going to be a little bit different because i just re-updated it can't help it all my lists are pretty subjective because movies keep coming out and i watch some movies and get reappreciations and whatever but nevertheless <laughs> i'm gonna share that first um it's gonna be a little silly a little scary a lot fucking bloody so let's go ahead and get into it i am dracula in 10th place a cult classic buffy the vampire slayer not many know this film exists um i feel like now maybe more people but i do recall at a time when i discovered it i was just like holy shit what is this you know um but it was before the show and it plays almost as a semi-origin to buffy before arriving to sunnydale in the show nevertheless it's more on the horror comedy side still enjoyable very fucking 90s um there's like this like full-on valley girl vibe that again mirrors buffy pre-show so um like if you watch the show Buffy you you see especially in like the earlier seasons there's like a bit of valley girl in her that's still very apparent um and this is kind of where it came from overall it's not like amazing by any means but just knowing what Buffy becomes and then watching this it it makes it a bit refreshing almost um definitely worth the watch though in ninth place, Vampire in Brooklyn. I mentioned this one on the pod before, so I won't say too much, but um, it stars Eddie Murphy and Angela Bassett. Eddie Murphy plays a Dracula type who falls for Angela's character, and he does like the whole, you know, it's a, it's like the whole Dracula's Bride kind of deal. It's different, it's black, and it's just a fun entry to the vampire film world. If you haven't seen it, yeah, you know what? If you haven't seen it, I'll go ahead and give you the bell. Shame. In 8th place, Vampires vs. the Bronx. I mentioned this one on the pod before as well. Um, it's a fun Netflix film that leans heavily into elevated horror with an underlining theme of just, like, gentrification. Um, it's not done in a heavy way. It's pretty simple and effective in its message, and it just overall displays the importance of, I think, communities coming together. It's pretty stylish, you know, um... Yeah, I'll say it's worth a watch. Go ahead and check it out. In seventh place, Queen of the Damned. Um, I don't believe I've mentioned this one on the pod before. It's the sequel film to Anne Rice's interview with the vampire. And I think it gets a bad rep. Like, personally, I fucking enjoy it. Uh, Aaliyah's acting is amazing. She does this walk in the movie that is just almost like she's hip rolling when she walks i can't even <laughs> it's i don't know she, she's gorgeous in it um and she's just really believable as the queen of vampires she's 
legit the highlight of the movie. The story itself isn't bad. I think the issue with this film is that they they achieve so much in a sense that without proper backstory doesn't feel satisfactory if that makes sense right like it honestly needed at least another hour of story to make the last like 10 minutes more effective because it just it was just like it almost felt rushed but it's still like a two-hour movie so it's like maybe they could have cut some things out but i think honestly it just probably just needed to be a bit longer but um in any case um it's it's still a pretty good story you know for the average movie watcher i'll say it's good enough to i think keep your focus and honestly if it's not Aaliyah will keep your fucking focus <laughs> in sixth place dracula 2000 another dracula story this one is heavily steeped in the late 90s early 2000s feel with like the cast and just the visuals, the feel, just, just all of it overall. Um, and like with the cast, it's crazy. You know, it, it's very, like I said, late to late nineties, early two thousands. Um, there's Omar Epps and Jennifer Esposito, um, homeboy from that 70s show. I cannot think of his name right now, but he played Hyde. Um, and then Gerard Butler, he plays Dracula, which I think he does a really, really good job. There's some genuine scenes of just like, creepiness that he has that i think work really well there's like this look that he has um the voice he, he he did a pretty good dracula um i'll say the story is is the standard again dracula going after a white type deal or wife sorry um but it's done pretty well and there's some cool scenes in this one that i think deserve a watch so go ahead and give it a watch in fifth place, Blade. Marvel meets horror, and I'm fucking in love with it. Like, <laughs> if you know me, you know I'm a Marvel freak. May do a pot on it one day. But supernatural and horror Marvel stories are, like, some of my favorite. And if you don't know about Blade, first off, shame on fucking you. But it's a story of, you know, he's in the Marvel Universe, and he's a vampire hunter who's also half a vampire and can walk in the sunlight. Wesley Snipes played him first, um, then Sticky Fingers, and then now Mahashala Ali. And I'm I'm excited to see what he does with the character. But anyways, this is the first one in a trilogy of films, and honestly, the best. The storyline felt reminiscent of a Blade comic, because I, I, I don't think this storyline is specifically canon in the comics. I don't, I, I'll have to fact check that one, but... um. It, it, either way, you know, it felt like a Blade comic mixed with almost like a, a noir detective kind of vibe. It works if you like Marvel superhero stuff. And then it also works if you just like horror, supernatural, vampire stuff. Like it just, it balances the two really well. All right. So in fourth place, Van Helsing. Um, I switched up the list a bit. So if you were expecting something else in fourth place versus the list that was posted. Yeah. <laughs> um so yeah i'm keeping with the vampire hero horror theme and van helsing is the story of the famous monster hunter and you know this film is it it, it takes it from just again the literary horror story to 
um, an almost superhero vibe. Like, and and I guess you know that that is in part due to um, God damn, it, I can't think of his name. Um, the star of the film, you know, he played Wolverine. Why am I blanking on his name? I know it. This is gonna kill me, and I can just grab my phone and look it up. But I want to skip past it because it's not the most important part of what I am saying. Damn it. Hugh Jackman. There we go. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, not much to say about this one. Honestly, the story is, you know, literally from the books, essentially with like a few changes. But what makes it truly worth a watch, I think, is the cast and, you know, the amazing acting and then the fucking visuals. Like the the transformations in this film are wild. In third place, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Another one ripped from the pages, Dracula is a true gothic horror classic that balances romance and horror. It's visually, like, it captures the time that it's in as far as, like, that that 90s dark theme. But it offers a bit more, you know? I feel like... This is like the best film to watch, like at least for a modern horror watcher. If you want a crash course in Dracula, like it's like a Dracula one on one kind of feel. It's for and not even just for that, for the story of Dracula, I think for vampires in general, but essentially the story of Dracula, like it's it's required viewing. In second place. From dusk till motherfucking dawn. <laughs> um, I believe I mentioned this one on the pod before, but if not, does not matter because I'm mentioning it now. I love this movie. I love the storyline, including the deepened storyline from the from Dust Till Dawn TV series. I love the cast, the visuals, the dialogue, like everything about it just works. One of the things. And it's funny, um, one of the things that, like, I didn't like about it when I was younger were the vampires themselves, like, the the look of them. If you've seen it, you know, they have, like, this weird snake reptile kind of look, but they're vampires. And I don't know, it, I just didn't like it at first, but I grew to appreciate it more. And like I said, with the show, my appreciation just kind of went deeper because we understand the type of vampire, like, it, it, it just deepens the mythology of what, what's going on there. Um, Selma Hayek is a fucking gem as the vampire queen in this one, too. Santanico Pandemonium. <laughs> Say that shit three times fast. But, um, yeah, overall, the movie is just, from start to finish, a fucking ride. If you haven't seen this one, Bell. Finally, in first place, 30 Days of Night. The film that introduced the world, or I think at least us common folks who had no fucking idea, (laughs) to the reality of Alaskan towns. Um, 30 Days of Night, for those who don't know, takes place in a town where the sun doesn't rise for 30 fucking days. I think it happens once a year. I don't fully recall that part, or every few years. Nevertheless, um, this year some vampires find out about the town and invade it and kill the entire fucking town. Like, and granted, 
this was a time of year where a nice amount of people leave. So half of the time it was already gone, but still, a hell of a lot of fucking people got killed. Definitely my favorite vampire film, like the story, the visuals, and and out of all these movies I've mentioned, none of the vampires in them scared me. Except for these. Like the vampires in this one actually scare me. They're vicious, dark, and just like animalistic, you know? Like it's 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 crazy. If you haven't seen this one, I'm gonna go ahead and give you that bell, dog. Shame. Listen to them. Children of the night. What music they make. Alright, alright. So that was my top ten vampire films. Um, let's go ahead and get into this review of Renfield. I was uh, not necessarily excited to see this movie, um, per se. I, I was, I wanted to see it. Like, it just kind of looked like a fun movie, and that's exactly what it was, right? It was fun, pretty funny at some moments, a little cute. Um, and so the point of it is it's, it's kind of like a play on Dracula. And with that, Nick Cage is in fucking sane. <laughs> like, you know, if you're familiar with his work, he can definitely be extreme. And sometimes it works, and other times it's like, okay, what the fuck is going on? But it works here. You know, again, it's it's not a movie that takes itself serious at all. Um, it's, in a sense, a play on like a, elevated horror right because like the point of it is just like renfield the main character you know he is dracula's right hand man well not not right hand man more so slave because <laughs> he's not like they, like i feel like right hand man implies that they're like cool and you the first person i go to but it's more so like do what the fuck i want for eternity and i'll you know give you infinite lives or you know um uh i cannot think of the word right now i'll give you immortality there we go <laughs> but um yeah it was it was still pretty cool um like i said a play on elevated horror so it was like a, a play on abusive relationships and um just like how he was trying to break away from dracula and it was like funny because like he was at like uh he went to like this this meeting for people who were in abusive relationships and trying to get out of it as it was like the way that they presented things like it it worked i think it was pretty funny like it because it matched so much of like these relationships and like oh he'll put you down and then like they'll have like a scene where like nicholas cage's uh dracula character or whatever would be like you're nothing without me you know like that that abuse that you get from those kind of relationships so it was pretty funny for that um one of the things I liked about it as well, there was some really fucking dope fighting scenes, like surprisingly so. Um, and I mean, they show them in the trailer, so I guess I shouldn't have been as surprised, but they were like really fucking good fighting scenes. <laughs> um, I really, really enjoyed them. They were pretty dope. And like the character Renfield, um, I do recall a bit of this in the Dracula story of like his servant eating bugs and so with this one like when he eats bugs he gets strength and he gets stronger so he like carries bugs around and shit and it's it was a cool little little um addition to the mythology i guess um 
Aquafina was pretty cool in it too. She, I, I'm not, you know, not talking shit, but like she wasn't like amazing. Like I don't feel like she necessarily did anything different from what I've seen of her. So you know, but it was it was cool. She was good. Um, the plot was interesting. I'll say again, nothing special, just fun, cute, and. I'll say, and I was going to mention this when I was doing the rating part. There's a nice amount of fucking blood in this movie. Like, a nice amount. <laughs> um, surprisingly, not that part is surprising because there's not much in the sense of blood in the trailer, which, of course, right? But there's a lot of fucking blood. <laughs> um, so I rated this one a three out of five, you know, because um, the thing with horror is it's not always terrifying or, you know, that aim to scare you. Sometimes it is that comedy thing that makes that, that because of the subject matter or, or the object or whatever the case makes it supernatural. But, you know, in, in the situations itself, but like horror always has been related to comedy very closely. So, um again with this one i gave it three out of five one for watchability it is pretty cool i didn't get bored um i wanted to see what happened next i was ready to continue the film you know sometimes with horror comedy too it can be cheesy and so i'll say this one was not cheesy it the jokes the jokes worked and um had enough action and like vampire-ish moments i guess to balance it out second i gave it gore because yeah like i said it's a lot of fucking blood in this movie <laughs> i was like pleasantly surprised the last one is kill count and obviously that one because of all the fucking blood right like there's there's a, a a nice amount of bodies that get racked up in this one like if it was a straight up horror like yeah it'd be wild <laughs> um so again three out of five pretty cool watch i definitely advise giving it a watch if you like vampires if you like horror comedy um or if you just like nicholas cage and see him go fucking nuts <laughs> um we are at 900 motherfucking listens i love you guys i appreciate it so much as always follow the official instagram page for the pod man of horror underscore podcast and until next time stay spooky folks peace <laughs>